listening to On the Couch with Carly. Carly's Couch is a safe space to talk. I'm a psychologist, but I'm not your pipe-smoking, tweed-wearing stereotype. Hello and welcome back to On the Couch with Carly. Thank you for returning. Today I'm going to just shoot from the hip because I haven't put too much thought into this episode. I've just been sort of thinking about it on the go. So let's see what comes out. (laughs) Um, So something I've been pondering on, it's actually been inspired by the person who I will have as a guest next time. I'm so excited. Um, Next episode I will have um, Amy Maven Rogerson who um, has developed or is her business is called Mother Nurture and she does maternal wellness, what would you call it, Um, postpartum care, but at quite a deep level. And um, yeah, I've I've just been inspired by her Instagram recently. I'm back on Instagram now, so that's like a whole thing. Um, (laughs) but one of the things it does allow for is that I get, I guess, inspired by others. And so I saw posts from her and that have made me think about something that's been, that I've been mulling around with this week, which is just really to think about, I guess, the universality, that's not a word, universality, universality, oh. (laughs) <laughs> the universal nature of motherhood um what is what what unites us in motherhood you know because actually there's a lot that divides us and i think it's a very good way of making money is to is to divide is to is to be divisive is to say okay you fall into this camp and you're against this and these people are in that camp and they're different to you and you know this is how you can demarcate your spaces buy these products now i don't know that's kind of how i'm reading it at the moment which is this, which is just kind of following on from this conversation that we used to have in mom group all the time around sleep training and around how um, black and white and binary, that whole argument is set up, you know. So either you're a sleep training mom or you're a co-sleeping, you know, attachment parenting mom. And it's like, well, what if I'm neither one of those moms? What if I'm somewhere in between? And so I'm really interested in always trying to, like, listen into the in-between. Like, where, like where can we... Where can we open ourselves up to the in-betweenness of it all? And one of the posts that Amy posted this week was about how motherhood is this incredible like masterclass in this really hard human learning experience, which is to hold polarity, to like to hold in oneself two opposing things being true at the same time and I think that is such a brilliant way to 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 sort of it almost cuts through every single issue as that you have as a mother and I I mean I could say this as a new parent it's let's just let me just say for practicality's sake that when I say mother that I am also referring to people that don't consider themselves mothers who are parenting or are primary caregivers who have been radically altered by their 
by their child's arrival in their life. Okay, that's what I'm talking about when I say mother. But um, for this for this episode, we're going to refer to mother because it is predominantly mothers that I'm referring to. So you know, motherhood is really um, there are so many ways to mother, and and there's so many choices that are are laid out in front of us and. I think that the best thing that we can do for ourselves is to understand how we are set up to believe that the choices are that clear or that there will be clear outcomes or that there are or that it is even possible to decide that you are this kind of a mother or that kind of a mother or that you're going to do things this way or that way. In fact, having children might be the biggest way to challenge one's notions of control, order. I said this last time about the newborn chaos, you know. Also to challenge this idea that we could know, that we could have some sort of sense of, um, I I guess it is control, but also just, you know, that it, that something can be um, all of something, you know, all or nothing, black and white, um, and that that doesn't really exist, actually, ever, maybe, in life, and that becoming a mother is just this incredibly powerful lesson in that, where you're, like, having to confront again and again and again that you're in the gray, you're in the gray, you're in the gray. This is a middle, what's the middle ground option? Maybe it's both. I think that's probably the thing you say the most. That's probably something I've said to so many of my clients as well is maybe it's both, you know, it's so, it's so alluring in a way to sort of set oneself up to have to choose between two, um, you know, opposing positions or options I mean I do it myself all the time I literally do it all the time I say to myself it could be this or it could be that and what if it's both and what if it's something in between and what if it's this sometimes and the other thing the other times you know like can we hold that can we be in that space truly can we stay there because what does it mean to stay there (laughs) you know what does it actually entail how much growing and holding does it require and I think it's the answer is infinite you know it's an infinite amount of growing that we do as mothers to hold all of this this paradox and um yeah all of these crazy um what feels like crazy um polarized experiences so I just wanted to speak a little bit to that today to speak about how one of the things that we can generalize about our mothering journeys is that no matter where you find yourself, whether you are, you know, this is, it starts almost, you know, preconception, you know, whether you're the mom who fell pregnant by accident, you know, and didn't plan for a baby, or you're the mom who's tried for years and had many failed IVF cycles and eventually gotten pregnant. You know, your 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 route there is so different, so vastly different, and yet both entail anxiety and both, you know, being. When I, I, I mentioned this in the previous episodes on the first trimester when you're pregnant, you know, there's this 
overwhelming anxiety, this terror, really, that you have to that you have to confront in yourself. And I think that that would be the case whether you had whether you had a a planned, you know, infertility journey, or whether you had an unplanned oopsie, you know, slightly different for sure, you know, very different, but. There is anxiety, there is fear, there is shame, there is loss <laughs> in all of it. And so I'm really like thinking about that, how all the way along the way, with wherever you may find yourself on the spectrum, that there's some sort of commonality, like whether you're the mom who decides to happily have an elective cesarean or you're the mom who's been blessed with the perfect home birth you know, you might feel similarly about your birth. And similarly, you might be the mom who, who's had that experience robbed from her because you planned a home birth and ended up with an emergency cesarean in hospital and it all went peak tongue, you know. But the same may be the, may be the case for someone who had a beautiful home birth and then something went wrong with the baby. Or, you know, you just... What I'm, what I'm really thinking about is just how you just don't know. And these experiences can be so varied and yet there'll be common themes that moms will express. There'll be, there's, you know, that there's common things that, that, that matter to moms and to birthing people and to, to people that are postpartum. So, um like whether it is an elective cesarean or a home birth, you know, I think having agency, feeling empowered in that situation is what's really important. And when you don't feel empowered, how that how that really makes a big difference in how you feel. And the, and so the route that you take to get there might be might look very different. You might have very different reasons for what makes you feel empowered, what makes you feel safe. I think that's also really important when it comes to birth is feeling safe feeling listened to, feeling respected. I think feeling that you have body autonomy. These are all really important experiences that are that can be generalized. It doesn't mean that you will have a certain kind of birth if those are the values that you're that you have for your birth. You know, you could have that and have an elective cesarean or home birth. And so that's kind of what I'm thinking about these sort of these sort of the, the, the ends of the spectrum and how they almost collapse in on themselves, you know, like breastfeeding so hard. We, I spoke about that in a previous episode too. You know, the breastfeeding is so crazy for most people. It's a it's a journey. It's a challenge. There's pain involved. There's there's awkwardness. There's you know, but it might be really different. And and even for me, I can now say this, having two children that from one child to the next, it can, it can be really different, which you struggle with changes, you know. So for every mom who's stressing about the fact that they don't have enough milk, there's a mom who's got oversupply issues, who's got engorged breasts, who's got painful engorged breasts, who can't actually cope with how much milk she has. Um, her baby can't cope with how much milk she has. She's dealing with that problem. And then there's the mom who's dealing with the opposite problem. Um, you know, there's the moms who really, really, really want to breastfeed and can't. And then there's the moms who, whose babies will not leave them alone. They just seem to be breastfeeding all the time and they're 
also that's really hard even if it's what you want you know so this is what's what's interesting is that what i've what i've come to think about it as is like okay yes there's a back there's a voice in the back of my head that sort of says well you should be really grateful for what you have you know like because another mom could be in this situation really wishing for this <laughs> that's one way of thinking of it but i don't really think that we I don't think human beings respond well to be told to feel grateful. I don't know about you, but it's not a very, it's not a, it's quite threatening to say you should be grateful. <laughs> and so I don't know if that's the right, I wouldn't go for that as the narrative, although that's kind of sometimes what my head is at. But I think it's just about respecting and realizing that the, it's almost like it, it actually doesn't matter. It's like, the practitioners, the, the the people that I've come into contact with who speak to me and who really connect with me somehow manage to cut through the surface level request, complaint, concern. So moms come to their doctor, their their nurse, their their well baby clinic with concerns. I think this is happening, I think that's happening. I'm worried about this, I'm worried about that. And I'm, I'm, I'm starting to understand, it's only taken me five years of being a parent, but I'm starting to understand that it doesn't actually matter so much what the complaint is or what the concern is, that there's a level beneath that that needs to be addressed, which is, and I, I say that I only got it as a mother now after five years, but I've been, I've been counseling other people about this, you know, and it's something I speak about in O Baby as well. It's just that there's always... The, the underneath beneath the surface of whatever the surface level concern is is this deep desire to do well to be good to to show that you're worthy and i think that partly that is because society and our culture have set moms up to be to expect this role to to have major significance for your for your value in society it's you know we it, there's a lot put on placed on the importance of being a mother and i think to a degree that is that is meaningful and and necessary you know because i think it is a very significant role i don't know if there is a more significant role than mother in this in this world um but why do why does this importance translate so much into anxiety? And I well, I know why because that is how anxiety works. I and mean, I, I say this to my to my clients all the time. If you're feeling anxious about something, you know it's important to you. That's it. That's what we that's what we can tell by anxiety. Anxiety points us in the direction of things that matter to us. Otherwise, we wouldn't be so worried about it. And if it's not the thing that we're anxious about, then it's the it's the thing that is represented by the thing we're anxious about, you know. So if we're anxious about breastfeeding, you know, we're we're actually anxious about caring for our children, nourishing our children, making sure our children are healthy, making sure making you know loving our children essentially, taking care of them, and that is something that matters to us. But why does it matter that if it if it's breast or bottle? Why does it matter if it's um, you know, done this way or that way, but of course it does. And we've, and, and this is where, so this is, this is where I want to sort of draw, draw um, 
some sort of, I want to like piece it apart a little bit. Okay. So on the one hand, we've got this essential, the essential nature of it, which is yes, motherhood is really, really important. Being a mother is really, really important. This role is, is so critical and fundamental to how society works and how human beings are going to, you know, keep being made in the world. We need mothers. Um, that's true. But then the way it gets sort of, um, the, you know, how, how it is translated to us is that it gets, it gets translated via these micro messages of you need to do this, you need to do that. This is more important than this. This is what will make you good. This is what will make you worthy. Um, whereas if we like cut away from all the bullshit, really what we need from mothers is something so intensely primal and powerful, which is basically to be in relationship to children in a way that shows children they are safe and ch shows children they are loved and valued. And that has got no um, commercial value. I can't sell you a product to, to, to help you connect with your baby more, right? So instead, I will find a bunch of different ways to communicate to you and to, and to almost um, manipulate you because I know that you're vulnerable to, to, want to, to want to be good and know that you, you want to do the right thing by your child. And so I will, I will send these messages to you about, oh, no, this is what makes a good mother. <laughs> you know, it's looking like this. It's buying this. It's choosing these, making these choices, right? Which adds a whole lot of complexity because suddenly there is a, a hierarchy, I think. Somet somehow inside of us, we are aware that there's a hierarchy of what good mothers do, how good mothers appear. And, and, and this becomes a huge pressure. And, and we, we are, we're subtly in relationship to this pressure all the time. And so when it comes to the choices that we make, although there are these sort of generalizable feelings, like all moms have anxiety, all moms worry about being good, all moms want to feel worthy. Um, what we see is that there are these sort of, I, I don't even know if it's competitive necessarily, but it is, it's the sort of the sense of, one upmanship of okay well you do this but I do this you know um and we see it, it and it and it depends on what part of the pond you're swimming in you know because <laughs> depending on your your um, economic status or depending on your 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 geographical location you're going to have different messages that you're going to get from the world about what makes a good mom and then that's going to be determining how close or far you are off from the mark 
which is quite terrifying actually because this this job is hard enough as it is and now on top of it you're adding this level of um yeah this 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 level of 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 um performance that i think is what's really problematic and um yeah i'm just observing that i'm observing it and and, and just thinking about it and wishing wishing it wasn't so i don't think that it's something i could necessarily fix or amend even in myself even having the awareness in it you know it, it it's just it's so ingrained anyway so this so this this um this post that, that amy put up about holding these these complexities and and somehow that's that's what it is right all the time um the other thing that she put, she posted, where she she posted something that said, uh, "Mothers, mothers don't need advice. Mothers need to be seen. Mothers need to be witnessed. Mothers know, believe, believe mothers." And I think that is also something that I really loved and made me think about this. You know, that going back to what I was saying about practitioners, like when you go to go see a doctor and you you concerned about. The breastfeeding or whatever it may be um and the doctor somehow manages to see past that and says you're doing a great job um you you're everything your child needs or something like that and and it's it's not addressing the sort of surface level concern but actually going right to the center of it and those those sort of interactions are so meaningful and so nourishing because you can wade through that other stuff for hours. I mean, days. You can spend researching things online and deciding, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I'm this kind of mom, I'm that kind of mom. And it can really take you away from what is actually important, which is just that, of course, you want to do right by your child. Of course, you want to do right by yourself and and. It's, it's such an important role. You want to take it seriously. You want to do your best. But it's also a role that involves being with the most amount of complexity and, and, and paradox. And that makes it feel absolutely impossible at times. And it is, you know, because sometimes holding two things that mean opposites at the same time feels impossible and that is that is true so i just want to shout out to all the mamas out there who are holding it all holding it down and doing so in this fucked up consumerist culture this capitalist imperialist bullshit that we're all dealing with where we're actually being told to do the impossible really we need to we're constantly given the messages that we must do the most with the least. Um, and I'm not going to change that system, but I can do my bit in giving you a heads up that you you don't actually need to do any of it. <laughs> that actually the bare minimum is just, is does your, does your kid feel safe? Does your kid know you love them? Um... And are you able to 
to stay in the process of being of it being both black and white and gray all at the same time and can you at least for the most part forgive yourself love yourself care for yourself enough so that you can stay there and not have to force it into being either black or white that's all i got for you today thanks for listening bye Thank you.